Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Oh, welcome, welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today we're going to have a fun, fun conversation about what guilt. That's a fun conversation. I know you're all turned on by that. Actually, I'm sure some of you are turned on by guilt. That is part of this conversation too, because that can be a bit of an aphrodisiac for some folks out there. That's not where we're going to start. We're going to start on those parts of guilt that are a little bit deeper and need to be healed so that we can get into the pleasure places of guilt where they don't actually mean anything anymore. So what brings me to this show today? Well, the fact that I've been the host of the pleasure zone for seven years now is partly why I'm showing up. It helps that I'm the host of the show. And I love talking about bodies and pleasure and sex and body parts and more body parts and things that you can do with your body parts. And I like that. So that's why I'm here. And if you're listening, you're probably into that too, I'm guessing. Just a wild guess. And you might be looking for some information about relationships, love, whatever it happens to be. And I also want to like you guys know I love your comments that I'm getting on YouTube. I love the comments that I'm getting in uh, the different places like Spotify, sharing things, wherever you can comment. I love it. Comment, uh, sharing with me too, uh, different comments through emails. I'm thoroughly enjoying all of those. So keep them coming. It keeps me motivated. It has me excited. And also it often gives me ideas for shows. So I appreciate all of that. And um, I do appreciate the randomness that I've had this week of people letting me know that they really like the work I'm doing. I'm just like so random and lovely. And thanks, Instagram follower, whoever you were. I don't know your name, but thanks for the phone call. That was so sweet. <laughs> it's been such a strange and fun week. So what this actually this topic came up a couple of weeks ago in conversation with a friend of mine who was like, hey, you're not done a show about guilt yet. And she would know because she's not only listened to like every single show probably that I've done, she's produced a lot of them. So she knows and she's like, can you do this? So I did. So I put this out there and I was like, guilt, I'm going to say, what's sexy about guilt? There's always sexy something about everything. So there's something sexy about guilt. So we will talk about that. One of the things I was curious about is like, what does guilt mean? And I looked at the word and it's like, the word itself almost has like the word guile in it, like to be beguiled. And I was curious about that. It's not what is part of the etymology. The etymology is kind of boring of the word. So the etymology is more like committing a crime or having a moral defect. That's just boring, moral defect. Moral defect is such a crazy judgment. It doesn't even turn me on. So we're not going to talk about the etymology today, which is crazy because for those of you who listen to this show, you know that etymology is like so sexy to me. Yet this one, it's not so sexy. So guilt, what is it to you? That would be the question of the hour because guilt 
is so individual and comes from so many different places uh, in our lives that we could have guilt show up, that we could have guilt try and run our lives, rule our lives. And I know for me personally, a lot of my childhood was run by guilt. I would say up until this morning, my life was run by guilt. No, I'm kidding. It's not that long, but it's been pretty long time. So I would say, I remember looking back at a lot of choices that I would make as a child and they were based on guilt. Like when I was four, my parents separated. My, my mom actually um, just took us out of the home. And at the time, every time I saw my dad, it, and it was my choice to see him or not, was 100% out of guilt. So I chose my relationship with my dad based on guilt, based on guilt from him, um, feeling things he would say about like not feeling like we loved him, like we abandoned him. And he was an amazing master of guilt. He still is. He, he still tries, but he fails deeply. I'm sorry, dad, if you're listening. I say that because he may be listening because he was asking me where to find this show I have. And I was like, oh my gosh, that dad, this is going to be awkward. The things you'll find out about yourself on here, <laughs> the things you'll find out about me. I don't know if you can handle it. You'll end up in church more than you ever have because you'll feel guilty for raising me. And then you're going to go confess shit to big wolf. So, um, so being raised in a pile of guilt, what does that do to a person? So I know there are many of you out there who were raised with guilt as one of the number one motivators. So my father was, you know, motivating us by guilt. It didn't work as well for my brother. My grandmother motivated my, me also by guilt on my mother's side. So I had these uh, polarizing uh, sides of my family, these polar sides of my family with these exact same methods of getting me to do things and they were all based on guilt and and for a long long time that guilt turned me into a people pleaser and being a people pleaser turned me into a very miserable sad lonely person that never felt a lot of joy so for those of you who parent out of guilt i'd like to say to you stop that shit now and grow the fuck up because it sucks and it's dumb and there's better ways to do it. And um, I can happily talk to you and guilt the crap out of you for being a jackass. I'll do that. So you can call me and I'll happily create guilt in your world so that you stop your nonsense. And, and that would turn me on a lot, actually. <laughs> so if you want to turn me on, call me and then I will, uh, I'll explain to you why you're an ass. So guilt. Uh, what else does it do for us? So it can motivate us. It can create certain personality traits in people like being a people pleaser. Guilt can also have you feel littler than yourself. It can have you feel like you are a nobody and a nothing and you don't matter. So there are better ways though, don't you think? I think there are definitely better ways to, to parent or to have relationships with people that are not guilt based. Why what I say that when this whole show is about guilt. Well, when we look at different energies of things, if we look at the octaves of things, like if you want to experience joy, is joy at the same vibratory rate as guilt? That would be no. That's right. No, it's not at the same vibratory rate. 
joy has a sort of a vibration that has you kickstart your life, has your heart feel open. It has you have this uh, ability to change everything and choose anything. And that is no guilt. That's joy. So guilt, what guilt can do to you is it can say, well, I can't have as much as everybody else because I don't want to be the haver and everybody else to lack. That would be wrong. That's guilt. So not having what you would like. If you feel like you've created your life and it's not quite where you would like it to be at, just check in for a second and see if anything underlying that has any basis in guilt. Like, do you feel bad that you're successful and maybe somebody else isn't? So now you're going to diminish what you've created because you feel guilty that you are, you've done something that is outstanding, but you don't want to be outstanding because you don't want other people to have less because you feel bad because you were told that that, you know, that's what bad people do. They don't share everything or whatever you were told. So I was told about sharing too, that I needed to share everything I had. I remember getting like a pack of gum at the age of four or five. Um, and the pack of gum came as this bonus. If I would go to a Serbian language school, my teacher would give us packs of gum to show up. And then sometimes we'd get candy after as a motivator. But what I would get was if I didn't share it with people, they, that my dad would tell me that that wasn't good and good people share things. And ironically, they never had to share their gum with me. So I'd have one gum and they'd all have six which was strange and bizarre. And I thought, well, if we all shared, we'd all have five, like we started off with, but that's not how it worked. So it was always a strange training to give, 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 give away and never have enough for you because that is what bad people do. And that is where a pile of guilt comes in. So when I say that uh, just this morning, I changed this, I mean, it's actually been very recent in my life where I don't have to operate from a place of guilt about having and where somebody else might not have where now it's different and I can choose to gift but it's not based on guilt where there used to be an immense mode immensely a lot of my choices were based on guilt so um, giving anything to somebody was based on guilt I have more I should give to you and that's not my reality anymore so I'm glad that's changed and for those of you who are like, well, it's nice it's changed for you. Well, how did you do it? Uh, the thing is, I started to recognize it. That was the number one thing I did was I started to recognize everything that I was doing and choosing from a place of guilt. And that I looked at that and then I would look at the result of it. Like I love analyzing things in my life and situations. So for me, that's how my mind operates is I'll look at it and I'm like, wow. So I chose that out of guilt. And what was the result? Well, did I like the result? Well, the result isn't something that I like. So what could I choose next time? If your mind doesn't work like that, I understand that. And that's partly why I do what I do. I actually work with people so that they, I can help them have the awareness. My mind works out like that for myself most of the time. And when it doesn't, I call on my peers who can facilitate that for me. But for the most part, I do a lot of self-analysis and look at, oh, is this guilt? Like, am I operating from, the, from a place of guilt or am I operating from something else? But 
I'd like you to look at that in your life and see if you've been having and making choices that are guilt-based. And if you have, where has that led you? Have you stayed in a relationship for say 20 or 30 years based on guilt? If I leave, there will be no money. Um, you know, staying in a relationship based on guilt, maybe you like cheated on your partner and you feel terribly bad, so you can't walk away even though you wanted to walk away. So guilt. What else could create guilt? Maybe you've hid things. Maybe you've hidden money issues where you might have siphoned money out of the, the, um, the joint account and you've hidden it. And so all these examples that I'm giving right now are examples um, that I know exist in people because I've had clients come to me with these things. So um, looking at some of those things where, you know, like even the siphoning of money can be quite a... Um, it can create quite an interesting energy of shame for the person who's doing it and guilt. And then when that energy is present in a relationship, it usually shuts off a lot of things. It'll shut off things like the vulnerability to be present with each other because the person who committed will call the crime that they're guilty of has to withdraw. They have to withdraw because they can't actually face what they've created. And why can't they face it? Part of that's based on the morality that they grew up with. And that morality comes from different places. It comes from the way you were raised in your family. It could come from cultural upbringing. It could come from political um, awareness that you might have or that you've been drawn to. So cultural, personal, family, religious. I mean, religion is based on guilt, most of it. 99% um, of religious stuff is based on guilt. So guilt, shame, and blame. So yeah, if you've been raised as a as somebody who's been devout to any religion in any way, you're probably going to find that a lot of your choices are based on guilt, not love, which is what they could be based in, love and kindness, but they're not. And that's okay. It's just a matter of recognizing it and then creating different choice the next time. So why would we perpetuate this? Like if we know that guilt exists and that it's creating crap, why do people keep doing it? Like why do, why do families keep raising their kids with guilt? Why do um, religions keep perpetuating guilt? And Well, guilt is a great way to diminish somebody and make them feel bad and have them make choices out of fear. Fear of, you know, if, if you're guilty, you might be afraid of being caught. You might be afraid of being rejected. You might be afraid of... Um, a number of things. So the chances are guilt will have you drive your choices as well so that you won't feel isolated, ostracized, or neglected or rejected. So if you feel ostracized, isolated, neglected, or rejected underneath that energy, can you look at that, you know, while we go to this next commercial, can you look at, is there guilt underneath any of these these different energies, this feelings of isolation, ostr being ostracized, any of that. Is there guilt under there? Like, did you choose something, now you feel guilty, or did people try to make you feel guilty? I'll give you some other fine examples from my life, because my life is full of fine examples of guilt. So we'll look at some more of those in different settings, group settings, personal settings, when we come back. And that way you can maybe relate to a little bit more of this. And then we will look at how to get out of this as well. Like who wants to be stuck in this crap? And how can we derive that energy into something more that's pleasure related?
So you're listening to Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. We are having a deep and dark dense conversation tonight about guilt and i'm feeling a little down and dank with this conversation but we're going to get this changing because guilt is not necessarily this conversation that people are like oh i'd love to talk about guilt it sounds fantastic it just sounds like something that's like oh my god it's like the best movie coming like just want to talk about it it's so cool that is not really the energy of guilt is it guilt is like you're guilty and you start to cry or as a kid, you know, you're caught with your hand in the cookie jar and you're like just trying to avoid being caught and being, you know, avoid the guilt uh, that comes with being caught. Most of the time, guilt doesn't exist until you're caught. Let's face it. If you're caught doing something and then you're considered being sinful, then guilt comes in. Until then, or if you feel like you're going to get caught, then sometimes guilt is rising. But if you don't feel like you're going to get caught, let's face it, you probably don't feel guilty. I can't say that I've ever heard of any murderer going on trial saying prior to getting caught, they felt guilty. No, they were doing their thing, doing their thing. And then they were like, oh, crap, I got caught. And even half the time then they don't even feel guilty. They're just like, that's what I did. So guilt comes from a certain moral high ground and you can only feel guilty if you have a certain moral standard or have had that moral standard imposed on you and so when you do have guilt and you felt it your whole life it's really cool to look at whose moral high ground are you trying to obey is it even yours like it may not be 
I know that the moral high ground that I was given was both uh, coming from, like coming from my grandmother, coming from my father. Um, there's a great question. Is there a gene missing if we don't feel guilt? I think that's what it says because I can't see it all. Um, and I think there actually could be. I haven't checked out any studies on it, but I, I do believe they were doing studies on inmates uh, who were murderers. And I think they've looked at their brains and they found that there's something biologically going on, that there's like a lack of guilt. Uh, so whether it's genetic or if it's something structurally going on in the brain where the person doesn't have guilt, that could happen. Um, the guilt is, it's an interesting energy. I, I'm not trying to invite you all to have guilt. What I'd like you to do is be aware of what's kind and what's not kind. So if you know what's kind, then you would choose that based on what would be like natural law and the kindness to humanity. You would choose that so that you're not having to be guilty. But if you are not operating from a place of kindness, say you steal something from somebody, that's not kindness. And then you have guilt based on your moral high ground that you were taught that stealing is wrong or bad then yeah you'll experience guilt now if you were never taught that it's not kind to steal things it, rather than saying that it's wrong or bad is it kind it's really not so if you're operating from something that is that is kind the chances are you will not really experience as much guilt if you're operating from a place that's unkind the chances are you'll experience way more guilt I know that's a different take on things, but I, I want you to kind of sit with that for a minute and look at different places in your life where you felt guilty about something. And you can ask yourself, was I operating from a place of kindness towards me or towards, say, another person's involved if you stole something from them or um, cheated on them or whatever? So were you operating from a place of kindness? And if you were, are operating from a place of kindness, then you won't feel guilty. But if you're not operating from a place of kindness, you're probably going to feel if you are an average person who has a functioning brain, you will probably feel somewhat guilty. And it's not. And, and also there will probably be things like I don't want to hurt the person because you don't want to. But you're you know, that's also where you're aware that there's some guilt rising. Like, I don't want to hurt you. I didn't want to hurt you, but I did. Well, that's there's that's the element of guilt. So I didn't want to hurt you, but I did. When you made that choice that created that that resounding sentence after of I didn't want to hurt you, but I did. So when you made that choice, were you asking, is what I'm choosing kind to me or to the other person? I bet you weren't. I bet you weren't. Because if you were, you wouldn't have to be experiencing guilt. And sometimes it's fun just to have people feel guilty over something because you're like, you deserve to feel guilty, you son of a, mm, you screwed me over, you blah, 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 and you just want to stab them. So guilt can create a lot of energy where you can get like anger rising as a result, like the person who's, um, who's had the action, say the person who feels guilty, um, who you know, whoever they've done the wrongness to will say, that person will often feel angry. Why? Because they know that person wasn't acting out of kindness. And who on earth wants to have an action towards them that's out of 
anger or lack of kindness. That's it. It's just like simple. It's lack of kindness. So who wants that? I don't know of anybody who's like sitting around going, bring on the lack of kindness. Even people who like BDSM, that is actually a kindness to their body. If you don't like it, then it's not a kindness to your body. So when you experience something like BDSM and that's a kindness to your body, then there's no guilt. But if there is no kindness, then there could be guilt, right? So uh, what I'm trying to say is like, yes, you can hurt people and they can enjoy it. I know these conversations always go in many different directions because there are so many different people in the world who experience things and say there's 7.9 billion people, there's 7.9 billion ways to experience the world. And all I'm trying to give you is a glimpse into some major categories of ways people experience things. So hurting people, if it's consensual, there's no guilt. If it's not consensual, there may be guilt. And hurting people can come in many forms, death, cheating, um, you know, whether it's abuses, physical or emotional, mental, any of that. All of those can lead to, to you feeling guilty for doing that to a person, right? So it's a kind of a he heavy and dense energy. I'm, I'm curious for those of you out there who are listening and you're like, oh my God, this is going down a rabbit hole of intensity. I'd like you to just be present with guilt. Do you see how much we try to avoid it because it's so uncomfortable and this conversation can get so uncomfortable that we just want to like, yeah, let's just talk about something else now because guilt is so uncomfortable. And how many of you want to run away from all your feelings anyway? Never mind your guilty feelings. You want to run away from all of them. So the challenge with being present with any of this can invite you to be present, more present in your loverships where you, you know, if you can be present with guilt and then you go and hang out with your lover and you can stare them in the face and be there for them and, you know, invite both of your bodies to enjoy each other. That's just a phenomenal thing. Why is that so phenomenal? Part of it is because you're willing to go to those parts of you that you're avoiding. And once they get revealed, more of you can be, available it's like if you were only five percent available beforehand and then you're able to stare your guilt in the face and you're like now 10 percent of you is available how lovely is that for your partner that 10 percent of you is available and that doesn't mean you need to do true confessions with your partner because that can be like shitty that can just be shitty and you're trying to make yourself feel better and it makes them feel crap so if you feel guilty about something it's an amazing thing that the Catholic Church has set up is confessions. The Catholic Church has set this up because why they know that people need to talk about the guilty shit and how they feel crappy and guilty and how they want to repent. Most people feel crappy when they've done something crappy because they, they really truly in their heart of hearts don't want to be jerks. And yet we're compelled to because we're experimental and curious and need to test our boundaries and need to test things. So we just have to go weird sometimes and get mean. And that doesn't mean you have to be mean and cruel 24 seven so that you have to be guilty 24 seven. That's not it. But to acknowledge when you're doing that, that if you need to confess, if you need to confess your sins and you don't go to Catholic church or you don't have, you know, you don't have anybody, a religious figure or 
a, um, a counselor that you can confess to. You can always call me. I do, you know, confessions. I do charge for that though, because it's my time. So if you want to confess, you, you can just pay me for that, or you can go find somebody to confess to. I highly recommend though, that, you know, in these relationships where you feel like you have to say something because you feel guilty, uh, it can be, it can be destructive because usually when you're confessing out of guilt, you're so afraid you don't even have all the information yourself and you could end up destroying something that you didn't mean to destroy. So I, I remember confessing something in my twenties out of absolute and total guilt. And when I confessed it out of absolute and total guilt, it created such havoc in the relationship I was in. And I didn't even have all the information yet. I had got, my body had been traumatized. I was going through stuff. I was confessing to something that was insane. I was, I was confessing to being violated and I apologized for it. And my partner got so confused by it. He thought I said I was cheating and I wasn't. And it was so confusing the confession that it destroyed our relationship in time. We couldn't trust, he couldn't trust me. Understandably, it got weird. And it took four years for him to actually, we were in relationship with each other for almost four years. And at the end of it, he could actually say to me that he didn't like me. But before that, he stuck around for whatever reason, likely out of guilt, because when he realized that it was actually a violation and not a cheating. He probably stuck around out of guilt as well because he was loyal like that and he would have done that. So then you feel guilty, they feel guilty. Like what is, what's the foundation of your relationship? Is the foundation of your relationship guilt? Because if it is, it will not last. If it does last, it's based on crap. So it's not going to be a happy one. So what I want you to look at that, what is the foundation of your relationship? What have you built it on? you built it on crap and lies and guilt and shame and blame or have you built it on love kindness and you know my my grade three teacher had the best saying that we would every day have to say this thing that she had written on the board luck and i lack and luck was love understanding cooperation and kindness and she said if you have that then you can have friendships with anybody because then it was about friendships love, understanding, cooperation, and kindness. And then ILAC was, was a, um, it was actually something we used, like, it was wild, but in 1983, my teacher was into positive thinking and retraining our brains. And ILAC stood for, I am lovable and capable. And every day we repeated this every day. I'm lovable and capable, love, understanding, cooperation, and kindness. And to this day, I freaking remember it. And what it, what it did was, makes me often look at my relationships to go, is there love? Is there understanding? Is there cooperation? Is there kindness? So kindness has been drilled into my brain for a very long time since I was really little, as much as guilt has been drilled into my brain. So it's been very interesting to see um, what I chose for a very long time was to work with guilt because it was so familiar and the people that I was closest to operated from guilt. And that one teacher that I only got to have for one year who was operating from kindness, it was so unfamiliar. I couldn't even understand it or play with it until probably the last um, maybe decade of my life, this last decade of my life and probably less than that. So 
what what is it what is it for you i know most of my relationships were based on some kind of guilt i even had a relationship based on guilt because i had the guy's virginity and i stuck around for years because of it that's cuckoo so have you got anything where you feel like you chose a relationship and it was completely based on guilt and how did that work for you i'd love to hear it so you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about guilt so we can start to change the guilt and invite ourselves into having more and more pleasure. So some of these topics that I bring to the table are because they can be hindrances to having pleasure. And when we start to acknowledge them and we look at them and create some different ways of being with them, we can have more and more pleasure. And one of the comments in the chat is that the person was saying that they felt guilty after their failed first marriage. So they stayed with everyone except themselves. And that happens a lot 
So I have to say that there were several relationships that I had based on guilt. And one of the things that I'm also aware of is if you, if you are in a relationship based on guilt and the person you're in relationship with is a sociopath and they know that, they will drive the relationship through guilt. They will make you feel guilty about everything because they know, they know because they're sociopaths, they know that guilt will be something that is hard on you and will motivate you. So a sociopath will do something like go, no, you know, you can't leave me because I have nobody and you know, nobody talks to me and everybody does this and blah, 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 blah. Not that I'm speaking from experience. Hell, I was with somebody like that and had a child with her, him, had her with him. So the, the guilt from a sociopath is fascinating. And if you can look at it like you're in a weird and wild, wacky experiment, like, wow, look at this. I have entered the twilight zone and I am with a sociopath. When you recognize it, then you can get out. The thing is, if you don't recognize it, you, you feel so crappy about yourself. You end up in this crazy whirlwind um, that is very hard to get out of because you feel guilty. And the guilt is what's motivating you to stick around, feel guilty. They're not going to be looked after. Oh, it's my fault. They're in a relationship with me. Oh, I'm a terrible person. Why? Because they told you so forever that you're awful and terrible and will never find anybody. So you feel guilty. So you'll never leave. So you stick with an idiot. Yeah, we've all done it. <laughs> so if you haven't, bless you, you're a miracle. And you're probably eight and still in grade school and you haven't started dating yet. So otherwise, the chances are you've dated a sociopath. There's the title of another show for me. Chances are you dated a sociopath. So coming up next week, probably, actually, I should write that down. So, uh, you know, the funny thing about that is that it's not funny because it can destroy you. And then you actually forget who you are you then get into like oh my god why did i do this and if you have children in there um you know what was i thinking blah 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 blah, blah. shut up brain this is where you got to tell your brain to shut up it's done it's over and even if you're in it it's like okay brain i heard you now what if you're in with a sociopath right now it's like okay okay brain i hear you i'm with a sociopath they're making me feel guilty are they? No, you feel guilty because you chose to, because nobody can make you feel anything. It's your body, your brain, your mind, your heart, all of it. And if you're choosing to feel guilty and you don't know why, you got to look at some of those things that occurred in the past, like I did. Like I had my papa and my grandma who instilled guilt as a motivating factor to be in relationship with me. And that guilt then transferred over into other relationships and landed me in with a sociopath. So at one point when my dad was blaming me for something to do with that relationship, I was like, yes, dad, thanks for grooming me to have that. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, dad, think about what you did. Well, that was an eye opener. We never talked about that again. And he's never, ever said anything to me about my stupidity in relationships because I'm like, Dad, let's look at how you treated me as a child. And you wonder why I acted the way I did and the way I behaved was because of this. You wonder who groomed me. 
So if you're going to groom somebody, you don't get to tell them they're stupid afterwards because you groomed them to be that way. And then when they're smart enough, they get the fuck out of that. So that's the plan. Get yourself the F out of that and acknowledge where it comes from. Because when you do, then you can start to empower yourself to realize you're not insane. You were just trained like a puppy. If your puppy is trained to bite people, it will. If your puppy's trained to be calm, it will. And you as a child are trained to do different things. And even me, who has a super strong mind and I was a super rebel, it's usually the rebels who get taken down first because no parent wants a rebel. You'll have the rebellious child be taken down so that you don't have to have any arguments or whatever. And then the guilt comes in and all the other crap. So this has been like psychological foray into my mind today. But I'm sharing this with you guys because I know I'm not the only one out there. And I know so many of you who have actually lived through this or something similar and you can relate. And you're probably like, how did you get out of it? Because I'm still in it. And honestly, it was recognizing where where I bought it as true and real. Like, where did I make myself say, yeah, I should feel guilty. I'm an awful bad person. And I thought I was an awful bad person for a long time. And the only way to be a good person is give away everything I have for free. Because that's what good people do, which was crap. So that don't happen no more, my friends. And I'd like you to look at that for you because, you know, you might be doing the same thing. You, you might be overextending yourself. You might be giving away your time, your money, yourself, your body, all these different things for free because of guilt, because you've been trained to think that way, you've been groomed, and now you can get out of that, right? And, and you know, confronting people when they've done that, like I confronted my dad, it was not to create guilt, it was to create clarity, just so an FYI. I don't need him to feel guilty for what he, he did as a parent. Everybody parents in their own way. I'm just bringing awareness to the situation to go, hey, Let's think about this in a logical manner. You wonder how this occurred. Let's just think for a minute. Let's put on our little thinking caps and just, just have a ponder. So after having a little ponder, you might realize that, wow, this, this has not actually been a functional way of thriving in the world. And how is guilt created in, in like sex then? Oh, I know. I know what it did for me was it actually had me never ask for what I wanted in the bedroom until a couple of years ago, I could say that I never, ever asked a lover for what I wanted ever because that's why guilt. I'll just give you what you want. And when your operating function is do for others and not for yourself, because that's what good people do, because otherwise you're guilty and bad and wrong, then you will never ask for anything for you. And what does that do? It creates a crappier life for you. So you'll never have the business you desire. You'll never have the life or the body or the health, or the fun you desire because you feel bad and guilty for it. Cause that's just what, you know, wrong. It's so wrong to have everything you desire. You should feel guilty about it because that's selfish. And if you feel like it's selfish, you live that life um that's cool that's your choice but if you're like hey wait a second maybe that's not selfish all you got to do is recognize it and then step to the left or step to the right as long as you're not stepping in the same direction you're going to create change 
change. But if you keep on choosing to step and walk that same path, you are never going to have a different view. But if you choose to step to the right or step to the left, you will have a different perspective and a different view on things. And it can be physically that you just get the F up out of your chair and take a different walk that day or take a different step that day or move your body different. Some of these things can be that literal. Take a different step in a new direction. It can literally be that because when you do your body retrains and your brain starts to think differently it's like oh that's a new path new neural connections click in and then your mind starts to think differently it can be that simple walk different move different choose something completely different start a crossword if you've never started one it's just creating something different so we're going to get busting out of this freaking guilt and into some pleasure after this commercial. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. We are talking about guilt today, and we're going to start turning guilt around because there's only so much time you want to sit in the murk and the mire of guilt, and so many people don't even want to acknowledge it. But, you know, we're, you know, we're good for 45 minutes into guilt today. Are you guys ready to have something a little different? Are you ready to, like, just flip it? Like, what's on the other side of guilt? Guilt's one side of the coin. What's the other side of the coin? guilt if guilt on one side of the coin my guess is the end the end like the opposite of guilt would be freedom the opposite of guilt could be openness the opposite of guilt might be something like playfulness and receptivity and acknowledgement ah yeah so there's lots of things that could be on the opposite flip side of guilt right and absolutely one of the opposite choices of guilt is choice, which we've been talking about this whole time. So when you look at what is the opposite of guilt, guilt is where you are choosing, you're still choosing, but you're choosing based on something that you've been trained to believe is like correct and right. And you, when you do it, you tend to feel gross or bleh, or bleh. Um, the energy gets funky and gross, and then you feel like bad. Yeah, so you're still choosing, but it feels bad. 
So the opposite of guilt would be a, a choosing, a choice that helps you feel enlivened, awakened, uh, vital, having like a sense of being alive. And your choices you, you can sense are like making things happen in the universe. You're going to feel like, ah, oh, yeah, choosing this, this, even when you like say no to somebody and you're like, wow, that feels good. That is choosing for something that is um, going to create greater for you. And usually when you're creating your life out of guilt, you are not creating it for you. You're creating it for everybody else because you're being a people pleaser, for one. And you're doing a lot of things based on a morality that's probably not even true to you. So check out your morality. What do you believe is true? What do you believe is real? What kind of relationships are you having these days? What are they based on? Take a deep breath. Realize you're not so effed up as you thought you were. You just might be really aware. You might not be so effed up. And then the more you're like, wow, I've created my life based on guilt. That was adorable. I'm still alive. Now what can I choose? You're still alive. Uh, you're 94. You're 97. You're still alive. What can you choose for tomorrow? What if you had one day of your whole life and then you die, you know, you live that one day without guilt and then you died? Fabulous. You could have that one day of freedom that didn't involve guilt. Isn't that great? Even one day is better than none. So however old you are, you are not too old to live without guilt. Now, no matter how young you are, you don't have to buy the crappy stories people are trying to tell you to make you feel guilty about anything. Even if you're four, you know what's true for you. In fact, you probably know more than anybody, but nobody's listening to you because that's just the way that we are. We're just a bunch of assholes. That's just the way it is. So as a four-year-old, I honor you and you probably know shit and I'd love to hear it. So bring it on. I was just thinking about that today because I had a beautiful little visit from one of the kids who came to um, school with us this year for pod school and I hadn't seen her since April because she'd gone back to school and then there was all this stuff that happened so I hadn't seen this little pea for months and uh, she came in the door and she goes I miss coming to your house I'm like I know and then she was so cute and she tried to throw a little guilt my way and it's like I really don't want to go back to school can I come to your house next year I'm like no you can't but I like you but you can't so <laughs> I like you, but it's not going to happen, sweetie. And I could tell you that 10 years ago, if I had that same conversation, I would have destroyed my life in favor of that person because I would feel so bad that something crappy would have happened to them. But I got to get, they have choices too. And they were born to different parents and they, I had to choose for me and they got to choose for you. So it's been a fun day of seeing different ages of people who have tried to guilt me I've phone calls from them too it's been a very interesting time and even guilt on the on different things even clients try to guilt me and i find it adorable and it doesn't work so keep trying if you like it's it's cute it doesn't work for me there are other ways to operate so if all you know how to do is guilt people it doesn't always work. Not everybody functions that way and not everybody is willing to continue to buy into guilt. So what else can you do? How else can you approach people? Uh, what can you ask for? And how can you ask for something in a way that doesn't have a resounding energy of guilt pushing behind it? 
it's that energy, even if you don't use the words, it's the energy sometimes of guilt that is just like makes you want to both laugh and vomit at the same time, which is really attractive to see. Like when people are laughing and vomiting, it's like so sexy. So there are other choices. There are definitely other choices and you don't have to operate that way. You don't have to be a guilt pusher. And so how, how can you be in a relationship with somebody? And that's something to explore this week. What can you be a do that is not being a sociopath? You don't have to operate from guilt and you don't have to create more of it. Even if you're mimicking every family member you've ever had who was a sociopathic guilt tripper, what if you don't have to do that? And especially if it's been something that's been entrenched in your life and you've just been saturated in it and you don't know any different, you might think I've got to operate from guilt. No, you could just request. They can be really simple. Can you please da 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 da? No guilt attached. And let's send all the guilt flying out now. So, as all this energy has been building all this time, we can take all that energy from this entire call on guilt. And like I was talking to you before about it being kind of like there's two sides of the coin and and more. What is on the other side of guilt? Let's look at all of that energy, and we're just going to ask it to flip and transmute and we're just going to take all of it and go what can we choose with this that's totally different oh choice from joy excellent and from kindness i'm going to have that energy just show up just breathe it in ah, i'm allowed to choose i'm allowed to choose for me and that is totally cool i'm allowed to choose for me what no guilt attached if there's guilt attached return it to whoever sent that to you ups express delivery and like send it back repackage you don't even have to repackage it just put a new sticker on it send it back so there is way too much guilt going on in the world and way too many choices being based on that so let's stop it just stop it now you gotta do is stop it and then you can just look at it take a deep breath and go wow i chose that based on guilt now what can i choose now what can I choose? So next week may or may not be an interesting conversation that I mentioned earlier. Chances are you dated a sociopath coming to you live. And it feels a little bit like a game show. I'm not sure. I'm going to have 15 guests on. Chances are you dated a sociopath. Question number one, did you do this out of guilt? Question number two, and that could be a fun, and I have some friends that I would like to have on that show. It'll be a hoot and half. <laughs> I got some volunteers. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.